It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Study. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. We're going to focus on that wise component today. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the show. With me here in the KFG studios, certified financial planners, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Yeah. What makes you successful? It's one of my favorite questions to ask our team. What is it that makes you successful? And I always answer it with the answer, your habits. Your habits are what make you successful. So what happens if you have the wrong habits? If you have the wrong habits, you need to consider where they come from. And our habits spring from our beliefs. So if I have bad habits, I, I can try to do some sort of behavioral manipulation, but I probably should go beyond my habits and look at my beliefs. So today, we're going to share with you 24 core beliefs that promote and lead to long-term successful habits. Wonderful. Well said, Kevin. If you have a question, now this is getting deep, but oh my goodness, it's it's at the root. It's at, it's at the root. If you have questions, if you have needs, reach out to us. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. As well as social media, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We've got the YouTube channel running. You can see every episode right there. If you are doing so and like the content, I'd encourage you like the content. That's just searching Wise Money Radio. So Tom Corley is a colleague of ours in the financial planning industry He and the CPA world. He's a CFP. We talk about that all the time. So he's got his certified financial planner designation. He also is a CPA. And he's fascinated by one thing, the habits of people that become wealthy. He's written a few books on the topic. He blogs about it as well and written a few articles. And recently, CNBC um, picked up one of his articles, (laughs) and it's titled, Here's How Beliefs Can Make You Rich, dot, 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 or Poor. Before we dive into what his research found, I just thought we'd open it up. Is this even relevant? Is it too, you know, touchy-feely? Is it too squishy? Is this even relevant? I think it's relevant. I I think it's very relevant. I think coming off of the, you know, on the heels of last week's show, we are talking about habits. Today, <laughs> we're talking about habits. And so I think absolutely it's relevant. And I think the... the, the what is your thinking, Kevin, to connect those two? That is, I'd love to spend a little time um, in your brain. They're very close. So here's the, because here's the deal. The question is, can you lead a rich life without much money and I've seen it absolutely as a matter of fact some of the richest people I know don't have much money so it's not Mm -hmm. money that makes you rich so I think but but that that could almost be a cop-out and I can say, oh, well, then if it's not money that makes me rich, then I don't need to accumulate wealth and I don't ever need to take care of myself. I don't need to take care of my family. I can leave that to someone else. And you say, no, if we believe in personal responsibility and you should do some things, 
what could you do to maximize your potential? That's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in maximizing Joshua's potential, although as his friend, I'm interested in helping him maximize his potential. But I'm not going to have to answer for that someday. I'm going to have to answer for what did I do with my God-given potential. You know, isn't that in, in many ways the question that a lot of clients come into our office looking for, um, you know, things that they can do to get more success in their life, um, more financial freedom, more uh, options, more choices down the road. And so they're looking for behavioral changes or recommendations, strategies, that kind of thing. And all of that is completely relevant, but it always stands out to me how often someone's thinking is actually the hurdle to them taking that right action. Mm. We have to go back further in the funnel. If, if you look at the cause and effect, they want certain effects in their life and believe that the right behaviors will lead to it, which is true, but it's the right thinking that leads to those b- behaviors. And that's what this article is really presenting. And it's always interesting to me how people come into the office and they want us to compare effects. Hmm. So you're talking about causes, but people will come in and say, hey, how am I doing? A a guy my age, I'm 45, and I've been an executive and this and that. How am I doing compared to the next executive? And, you know, the reality is it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't matter. The question is, how are you doing relative to what your potential is and the resources that you've been given? Mm -hmm. Because there's only one of you. Everyone else is already taken, so you have to live your life. And so the question is, how are you doing at living your life? And are there ways that you can improve and enhance the results that you're getting financially? Because that's the part that we get to help folks with. We don't help them with the other areas of their life, but we help them with their financial life. So how do you maximize that? Mm-hmm. And if you said, I want, I want a, a system or a process to make sure I'm maximizing financial success, if you want to call it that. Well, you better have some pretty amazing habits. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, without those, you don't really stand a chance. And in order to get those amazing habits, you've got to have the right thinking. That really is the root. In fact, I remember a great friend of all of ours sharing that to me, kind of reminding me of it the first time, Michael Jones, mm-hmm. a very wise individual, taught, taught that when I was early in my career. And Okay, so, so Tom Corley, he studied for five years rich habits. He surveyed 223 wealthy individuals and compared them to 128 lower-earning individuals. From his research, he revealed certain conclusions about the differences among those two groups and identified 24 core beliefs that lead someone to becoming wealthy. He's done a lot of research and writing as well on how to become a self-made millionaire. We've talked about that before and so on. But, but it's interesting when researching and analyzing these two groups, what he found different were these 24 core beliefs. We're going to talk about them right now. And I want to see how many, maybe you can count with me, how many of these are you adopting? So, all right. The first one, first core belief, which promote habits that lead to success, that anyone can become rich. True? Yeah, and I I love that question. So I want you to consider right now, when you heard Mike say, anyone can become rich, how did you, what did you, what was your first thought? What was your first instinct? What was your first reaction? Because you either said, 
well, that's easy for you to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe you can, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Or did you say, well, of course anyone can become rich. And if that's what I wanted to do, I could go do it. Or I do want to become rich, and I'm working towards becoming that way. Um, and, and or, no, or I've tried, and no matter what I, can, what I do, I can't. Right? Is it, right. That could have been your, your thinking, too. And Absolutely. So, th- so this is it. It's, it. We're working on your thinking. And, I'm, and we're just going to th- – his research found that these core beliefs lead to the right habits that lead to success. And the first one is that anyone can become rich. And you have to believe that. And I, I, if you've ever been to a, a place like St. Kitts, and it's an island nation, and you look around and you say, hey, there's not a lot of opportunity here. Or you've been other places where there's not opportunity. You you might be able to make a case that that's it's that would be tough to do, but certainly in this country, if there was ever a place anywhere, um, this is the place. And you know, people say, well, you know, a constitutional republic is a is a you know might not it might not be a great system of government, but it's better than all the rest. Mm-hmm. And it has provided the most opportunity and lifted the, the greatest number of people out of grinding poverty. So we have a system that allows you, if you want to, and if you believe it's possible, to become rich. The next one, daily self-improvement or growth will lead to success. That's the one I want my kids believing, mm-hmm. right? In fact, I remember a study that uh, basically talked about uh, kids growing up believing that they were smart, tapped out early when they faced challenges. Mm-hmm. But those who were told on a regular basis, you're a hard worker, boy, you got that done because you worked hard, they were willing to grind a little longer and work at it a little a little harder and ultimately had more success on some of these uh, th- these projects, so to speak. And, and that's what you want driving your kids. That research. That's what I want for myself, too. Yeah, that research was done by Dr. Carol Dweck, I believe, Mindset. Mm-hmm. And I, I completely agree. I've seen this. In fact, so those are the first two of 24. I've seen both of them. You hopefully have as well. We've got a lot more to hit coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What role does your thinking, your core beliefs, what role does that play in your financial success? Turns out likely more than you think. We're covering that today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us. My name's Mike here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene. They do a great job. Mark Carniti from Ledoux, Kern, and Keene is in our office a couple times a month. I see George Cressy III every once in a while as well, Jamie Haig. Great group of folks over there if you have any legal work that needs to be done. And First State Bank as well. Lending, banking needs reach out to them. Thank you for making the Wise Money Show possible. If you have a question, you can contact us a few different ways. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyradio.com and social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, just search Wise Money Radio. Really quick, just want to remind everyone, we'll probably be talking about this later in the show as well, that the FAFSA application opens October 1st. I can't believe it. School just started. We're talking about next year 
already. A lot of the awards come first, first come, first serve. So you'll want to do that this week or this week coming up. And also, we're planners. So getting that done, you're going to get your results hopefully sooner, and you'll be able to plan for the week ahead or for the year ahead. So remember, you're going to use the prior, prior year return. So for this year, boy, that'll be 20. 19 2020 so you'll be using your 2017 tax return to fill that out so and those returns should be done they should be done they should be done so okay we are talking about where does financial success come from well those are the results so where does it come from you'd like to say your behaviors okay where are your behaviors come from your thinking your beliefs Researcher, CPA, CFP, Tom Corley did a study, researched wealthy individuals and low-earning individuals and realized a difference in their thinking. And he's sharing the thinking that stood out among wealthy individuals that was not present in those of low-earning individuals. The third, the third core belief that wealthy individuals displayed and had, I am responsible for the circumstances of my life. I think that might be the most important one, because when you look at that, if you believe that you are responsible, then if you like what's happening, then you continue. And if you don't, you discontinue and you figure out a way to change. And if you if you look at that and you if if you believe I'm not responsible for the circumstances of my life. What do you need to do? Yeah, then, then what, what will there's, you do? There's really nothing you need to do. Most about, I've seen a study that says about 90% of what happens in our brain happens in our unconscious mind. So if you feed your brain a, a story, your brain will believe it. Yep. So in, in, it's as simple as when we used to coach soccer. And whenever we lost a game, I always said, it's the coach's fault. Because you could easily say... The other coach? Because <laughs> <laughs> you could easily say, well, the parents kept the kids up too late last night. The ref was awful. The field conditions were terrible. The weather wasn't uh, up to par. Whatever. But if you believed it was the coach's fault, then you said, okay, if I'm the coach, what do I need to do differently? Well, as long as the kids aren't all thinking that too. Eh? This is, We have an <laughs> epidemic of... Victim mentality. That was mm-hmm. the phrase that came to my mind as well. And and um, rid yourself of that. Rid yourself. We've all been victims at some point. Don't hold on to that narrative, though. You are responsible for your circumstances. See, I would have rephrased it just slightly and said that we're responsible for our response to our circumstances. Oh, that is Because there are real victims out there, right? Say that again, Josh. That's so good. We are responsible for our response to our circumstances. Yep. And we've all seen people who just have bad issue after bad issue thrown at them and it's like they just can't get a break and yet their spirit is so joyful yeah and they you're encouraged by being around them joyful (laughs) no that that's right you you are response able from one of my favorite thinkers and authors Stephen Covey you are responsible so whatever happens to you how are you responding even if you are a victim in a certain circumstance how are you responding don't have victim mentality all right we're going to keep cruising next belief money and wealth are good now that's also interesting this day and age because it used to be that America was the land of opportunity 
And now there's a narrative that floats around social media and other places that say um, we shouldn't have that and we should feel guilty about that. Profits are bad. Money and wealth are bad. And, um, and it's actually also happening at a time when there's great income disparity and the middle class is getting squeezed. It's, it's a very interesting time. It's the belief that others have because they've taken from someone else or they Ooh. have at the expense of someone else. And maybe it goes along with the, the one that follows. There's an abundance of money and wealth to go around. The wealthy believe that, that there's, they, they have a kind of a, an abundance mentality. There's a surplus um, and, there, and there's enough to share. An unlimited pie. Yeah. So because that means if I go out and make a dollar, instead of Josh looking at that saying, now there's a there's one less dollar for me to earn, Josh says, oh, good job, Kevin. Good for you. I'm going to go out and make a dollar too. I go back to the money and wealth are good thing. And, you know, who, who pervades the idea that, that money and wealth are not good? And you can you answered that question as soon as I asked it. You saw my look, right? But I'll tell you some of the, the guiltiest purveyors of the idea that money and wealth are not good: Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. I mean, everyone knows Warren Buffett says, "Oh, my secretary pays more taxes than I do, more tax rate, whatever." And Bill Gates says, "Hey, you know." Uh, but I think if I had that kind of wealth, I'd be saying what those guys say too, so that no one would resent me. Mm. And so I look at this and I say, "What a what a what a, a bizarre manipulation." by these guys to act like hey i i wish them i wish the money would get away from me i they they spent their whole life accumulating it and the, and once they did they acted like it's something bad and they don't want it if you reframe money and wealth as a tool that can help you achieve your ideal vision for your life then a tool is neither good nor bad, right? It can be used uh, to build something or it can be used to destroy something. It can cause harm to other people or it can help other people. So to me, it has more to do with the user than it does uh, the the actual money itself. I I think you have to believe that that money and wealth are agnostic. They are neither good nor bad. That's, That's how I'd rewrite that one. Next belief that leads to the right habits that lead to financial success. I can solve any problem. With the help of others is what I would add. Huh. I like that. Yeah. I I do have limitations in my life, but when I have the right people around me, Mm -hmm. a lot of those limitations go away. We are better together. That's right. No doubt. And I think, uh, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. And I think if my wife were going to rewrite that one, she would say that I can create any problem. (laughs) (laughs) I can also create any obstacle. Uh, The next one, I can overcome any obstacle. See, I would also, I'd apply that twist there too, that we can, we can overcome any obstacle. But I also like the the emphasis on, you know, the the belief that that drive, that optimism, the -hmm. abundance mentality of I can overcome any obstacle. Yeah, you have to start with the idea, if it is to be, it's up to me. So I'm going to get it started, and maybe getting it started is to grab a couple of buddies and say, hey, I need some help with this. Can you help me solve this problem? Mm-hmm. Can you help me get around this obstacle? Because I just think of, in the work context, working with you guys, a lot of times you've reframed the obstacle, and I say, oh, it's not nearly the obstacle that I thought it was. Hmm. Uh, okay, what about this one? I create my own luck. 
It depends on your theology. Yeah. I I would I would uh, in, I would I would take luck and I would take it out of the equation, and I believe in providence. Um, I believe if you if you had to believe in luck, then I would say the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah, there's something in hockey. You guys know, grew up a hockey player. There's the goal scorer's goal. And you'd think, oh, the, I don't know anything about hockey. That's probably some fancy. No, no, no. That's the one where it just bounces off your stick by accident. And because you're constantly creating, you're constantly doing, and, and you're a goal scorer, so you're creating. And just by creating, every once in a while, accidents happen. You get a goal. And so it does spring out of your efforts in some way. Uh, you know, uh, without necessarily talking too much theology there, but yeah. We've got several more core beliefs to hit that lead to the right habits, that lead to long-term financial success. That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What is your score so far? We are talking about the 24 core beliefs that lead to the right habits, that lead to long-term lasting success. We're, a few about, we're through about 25% of them. How you doing? Are you adopting them? Do you already? I hope so. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard here with me in the KFG studios. Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory, my friends. Yes. Kevin Corhorn, my true, my true, real friends. <laughs> yes. Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Thank you to Bethel College of Dalton Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for making the Wise Money Show possible. Thank you both very, very much. If you have any questions, we are getting deep today. It is root. It is the root of where this stuff comes from, where the outputs, the effects come from. If you have any questions reach out to us, 574-222-2000. That's call or text, 574-222-2000. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, just search Wise Money Radio. And lastly, online, wisemoneyradio.com. All right. Tom Corley did a study of wealthy individuals and low-earning individuals and compare and contrast the two. What makes them different? And turns out the main thing that makes them different is the group of wealthy individuals adopted most or all of 24 core beliefs that led to their financial success. How many are you adopting? We're through, let's see, about eight, nine of them right now. Next one. They believe opportunities are everywhere. What do you guys say to that? I love it. I love it. I I met with a prospective client and he asked me my new favorite question of all time that I've ever been asked by a prospective client. Do you want to go get pizza? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer was a resounding yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he he came in and uh, with his wife and we were talking and in the first meeting, it's it, I really enjoy those because all we're trying to do, it's just kind of getting to know you and what's important to you and how do we connect what's important to you with your financial life and these types of things. And he, so I said, do, so do you have any questions? And he said, yeah, what's hard for you? Hmm. And I thought, wow, what a, that is an interesting question. Hmm. And I, an, 
I, the answer that I gave him is I said, well, you, you're, you're asking the wrong guy because nothing is hard for me. Um, I see everything that's hard as an opportunity. And so, um, and I've actually been through some things in my life that were hard. Yep. And after those things, really, the, I mean, after, after being in the Army and doing some of the things I've done, the, the rest of life is kind of a cakewalk. So what the, the things that are hard to me are opportunities. They're opportunities for me to get better. Mm-hmm. They're opportunities for me to learn something. They're opportunities for me to figure out how to do something better. Again, going back to Joshua's response idea is that I'm I'm responsible for my response. There are things that are going to happen to me that were outside of my control, so I'm responsible for my response, and I'm responsible for who I surround myself with. We're going to get to that later, but... Yeah, let me let me just fast forward a couple, because they're connected. So the next one, opportunity does not knock. I have to go out and find it and then take action. And then, Kevin, you also mentioned the next one, which is failure is just another way to learn. It's the best teacher. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead, Josh. Well, I was just going to say, I, if you can learn from other people's failures, <laughs> that is even better yet, right? Because you can you can understand what their consequences were to certain action and maybe avoid the problem altogether. Um, it, again, that that's what you would want for your kids, I, right? I have one of my favorite quotes. I'm not going to say here because it's not it's – not, um, repeatable really but it's uh it talks about you know do you have to grab onto the fence to see if it's electrical or can you watch someone else do that and learn from what they did and i i totally agree i'm going to make tons of mistakes you will too and you've got to learn from those don't get down you've got to learn from them but gosh learn from other people's mistakes as well a lot of times failure is paralyzing And we were uh, in the Grand Cayman Islands, and our good friend Bill Mock said, hey, you got to go out on this boat tour in the evening because when you move something through the water, there's this bioluminescence, and you can see these things glowing in the dark. So we said, okay, Bill, we'll do it, and we signed up, and we went out on the tour. And as we went out, the the guide on the boat said, well, just be kind of careful because there are these jellyfish that if you you swim around too much they they'll kind of get stirred up and they'll sting you and I thought well um, we'll be fine so I'm going and I'm swimming and I'm moving my hand through the water and it's glowing and it's amazing and then I had this incredible stinging sensation (laughs) on my leg and the only thing that I could think is hey thanks Bill and and so I'm I'm in the water and I'm I I didn't really know what to do because I'm not you we don't have those things in Lake Michigan so I'm I'm saying what what do I do what do I do and I was I was it was as if I was paralyzed uh. and so I had to mentally talk myself through the hey this hurts really 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 bad there's vinegar on the boat that they can rub on this thing and it will make it not hurt nearly as bad so start moving your leg again yeah huh. so I, I so I I had to just talk myself through this and a lot of times people feel 
bad or feel guilty or they feel paralyzed if they've experienced some sort of failure, especially financial failure. And I would tell you, if you've experienced a financial failure, think of that, that whatever you lost financially, money-wise, think of that as a tuition payment. Right. And you just paid for your education. Next one, no one succeeds on their own. We sort of talked about this already. I can only succeed if I surround surround myself with other success-minded people. So we talked about how you need help to, to, to get there. The, the um, intelligence is the sum of all the brain power in the room working on that problem. But this one also talks about... Um, you're influenced by the people that you're surrounded by. And so who are you choosing as friends? Who are you choosing to be influenced by? Tim Ferriss said, you are the average of your five closest friends. Ooh, that's that. actually going to reference that as yeah. well. There's one just a little further down. Birds of a feather flock together. And um, that, that's exactly right. Wh- who you are with right now, you are becoming like them. Mm-hmm. You're not just with them because you already are like them. You're becoming more and more similar to each other. And if you're all racing towards good things, then uh, that will be good for you. But yeah. we've all known people who are racing towards the wrong things. I can accomplish anything I put my mind to. You have to believe it. Believe it. Yes. Yeah. So do you believe, going back to this question, do you believe financial success is possible? Do you believe that anyone can become wealthy? That that was the very first one. Next one, time is the most valuable resource. I must make efficient use of my time. Wasting it is a crime, not just a rhyme. Wow. Terrible. Keep moving. Yeah, I think that, remember, time is the only non-renewable resource. So if you think about that, and I've seen people with a poverty mindset, and they walk around and spend time like they got it, like like they're, uh, they're like like they're a rapper. Yeah. Right. Like they're they're like they're trying to figure out a way to go broke. And they they just they they spend and squander their time, and that that is a way if you're if if you're poor to ensure you'll stay that way. You know what though? This one makes me think of a different one. It's not on this list, but um, start early. Josh has a formula that wealth equals cash plus risk plus time. Mm-hmm. Right. So start mm-hmm. early. Start early. Use that. Um, all right. Dreams and goals are the rungs on the ladder of success. So you've got to be goal-oriented. Thoughts with that? I I feel like that, you know, I, I didn't give that one a whole lot of thought initially, but I was having a similar conversation with a client just the other day that uh, the successes that they've had up to this point are what they're building upon for the future. And that's why it is important to take inventory of past successes because that will propel you forward as well. That's right. We're talking about the 24 habits, or excuse me, core beliefs that lead to the right habits that lead to lasting success. We are going to hit the last few here and then talk about what do these beliefs need to, uh, how do they manifest themselves into the right habits? What are those habits and how do they lead to financial success? So lots more to hit coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. 
This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike. Here with me at the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything, good news, every episode is recorded. It's on podcast, iTunes, Google Play, all that sort of stuff. It's on the website, wisemoneyradio.com. And my favorite, it's on YouTube. YouTube channel is right there. Hope you have subscribed to it. And hopefully, if you like the content, you will just like that and share it. Do whatever you want. You can find us, Wise Money Radio, right there. If you have any questions, lastly, just want to remind you, 574-222-2000. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. One of my favorite sayings, not all who wander are lost. And Mike asked me, hey, could you drive the bus for this last uh, segment kind of like that is kind of how it happens so we're gonna drive <laughs> we are going to drive not wander through the last ones here so mike and josh if i help others succeed i will succeed i think every successful financial advisor that i've ever met believes that one and it's the reason why our industry is adopting a fiduciary standard that says i need to give you the advice that is best for you And that should be embraced by every financial advisor because when our clients succeed, that will lead to our success. But there are plenty of advisors out there that get that backwards. Yep, a close relative of the prior one. If I improve the lives of others, I will improve my life. Mm -hmm. What does that belief do for you? Okay, excellent. Always (laughs) exceed the expectation of others. I have a saying around here. If you're on the KFG team and you're listening to this, you know what I'm going to say. Here's the recipe. Meet or exceed expectations. Yes. Right? Meet or exceed expectations at all times. So with your family and your relationships and your service to others, yep, meet or exceed expectations. Excellent. I am in control of my thoughts and emotions. See, that one is sort of contentious right now. Okay. My feelings, right? And this is uh, taking it to a higher level, but um, right now there is sort of this um, mentality that you need to embrace your feelings. And I agree. There's, you know, God gave us feelings for, for a reason. But a lot of times those emotions, where do those come from? Well, you get to, you get to control that. My son, Kuiper, he... Um, if he experiences something he doesn't like, I say, buddy, buddy, stop. You don't have to cry about that, actually. You, you don't, you're choosing to cry about it. And I know this guy gave us that natural response, but you don't have to. Right. And, and when your sister does something you don't like, you don't have to get angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah, the big idea is to master your emotions. The confusing thing uh, in recent days is the idea that you are responsible for my emotions. Right. So you... <laughs> hurt my feelings. You did this. You did that. And I'm, I kind of don't have any control. So here we go. Never quit on a dream. I, I think a, a dream is maybe overemphasized and the far better cousin to a dream is a goal. 
a goal is something that you've set out there in the future and you're actually setting a plan for it, you're taking action on it, aligning resources, time, everything towards achieving that, a dream is just something that you're kind of spending time thinking about. Yeah. And uh, the, the two it's are not wish. the same. That's right. Yeah, something interrupted by your alarm clock. Okay, success takes time. I, I agree with that. I would totally agree with that. It's uh, so that's biblical and it's um, natural. The law of the harvest. Sure. If you want fruit, if you want to have a good crop, you have to sow a good seed and you have to let time take its course. Absolutely. I must save more than I earn and invest my savings in my dreams and goals. Yep, that's very similar to what we tell our clients, that unless you create margin in your life and do something proactive with those resources, then you're not going to build anything for the future. Yep, and I am amazing and unstoppable. On the basketball court. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree with that, but at the same time, I would add... At the table. um, I'm amazing and unstoppable. Uh, With a fork in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Look and, out. <laughs> and, and so are you, right? Because if you say that to say it, it's not a zero-sum game like we've already talked about. In order for me to win, you must lose. No, don't, don't have that mentality. I'm amazing and unstoppable, and, and you are too. So as Kevin was driving, let me just reset as to where we're at. Those are... Those were the last portion of 24 core beliefs that researcher CFP CPA Tom Corley found distinguishing, making the difference between wealthy individuals and low earning in, in individuals. How many of those do you believe in? How many of those do you agree with? How many of those have you adopted? Let's say all of them. Let's say all of them, and I, I hope you. I hope you do. Well, what do you do with that? We said at the beginning of the show, your thinking leads to your behaviors, and your behaviors lead to the outcomes. So what are the behaviors then that are byproducts of these core beliefs? You know, this, as you just said, this show has been about observing the thinking of wealthy or successful individuals. One observation that I would make just from the time we get to spend with clients who, who are successful It seems to me that the most successful clients, those that have been able to build wealth, they get as much satisfaction from growing the orchard as they do enjoying the fruit. And because of that, they are willing to sacrifice, they're willing to postpone, uh, they're willing to delay and uh, allow things to, to grow and to mature, and they put activity towards the health of the orchard. They're not just about the lifestyle. They're, they, they are a producer, not just a consumer. And that is something that makes them different quite often. And it does flow out of, out of their thinking, but it becomes a habit when they are just always in the mode of sacrifice and grow, sacrifice and grow. Someday they will reap a harvest that a lot of people won't because of their behavior now. I love that. I'm not sure how you picked the orchard analogy, but that is fantastic. I think of the marshmallow experiment as well on the YouTube channel, and there are lots of different ways that you can do that. But usually people that have stuff, it's due to delayed gratification. And I think, just kind of reflecting, you know, we we talked about rich versus low income versus whatever. Here's the deal. 
to someone in the world, you are incredibly rich, and to someone else, you've got basically nothing. I'm so glad you said that. So Kevin. don't the the comparison game. All that leads to is having your joy stolen, or as Mike would say, your joy stolen. <laughs> so don't let anyone steal your joy. And really, what we want to do is say, compare me to what my potential is. So if I'm going to reach my potential, how do I make the switch? I think what I have to do is make sure I'm, I I either need to surround myself with people that I want to be like, and if there aren't people that I want to be like, I need to be okay being a little bit lonely. Can can I just say, yes, surround yourself with people who think the way you want to think careful about that comparison game that Kevin said, because there's another phrase in the financial world, trying to keep up with the Joneses. So if you listen to us talk about wealthy or low income and say, okay, well, then to get wealthy, I'll just surround myself with rich people. Don't try to keep up. Don't try to keep up in a material outward way. And but but yes, make sure that you have the right influence, both in your peer group, your friends, but also in what you're reading, what you're listening to, people that inspire you, people who um, challenge you, challenge you, absolutely, force you to think differently than you do right now, and and force you to think about your thinking. That's what that's what we hope this show is about for you every Saturday morning. What a perfect time of the week to think about your thinking. And uh, I, I hope that this week's uh, episode really sparked some some important thinking, maybe some important conversations about your beliefs around money. To re-say what Mike said, don't surround yourself with people that are enamored by resources. Surround yourself with people that are enamored by the giver of the resources. Yeah, well said. Well said. Well, that is all the time we have for today. I I hope, I hope as you heard these 24, you said, yeah, I've got most of those. There's a couple I need to work on, but I'm good. If you've got a lot to work on, reach out to your certified financial planner. Get some help on having the right habits and those thinking, the thinking that drives him. On behalf of Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, myself, and all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.